You're listening to the Counterculture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. Do not be anxious about your life. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This prison is nothing now that he's here. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. I have chosen you twelve as my apostles. There will come a time you will follow in my footsteps and you will know what it actually means. This series will cause you to delve into the Word of God like never before. Lost have come to Christ watching this series. My family has thoroughly enjoyed seasons one and two and now the first couple of episodes of season three. Let's pray this cast and crew stays biblically grounded in the script throughout the upcoming seasons. You can go to Angel Studios at angel.com to watch all the episodes. The Counterculture Ministries team also wants to share that if you want to feel more equipped to share your faith in these last days here in the new year, Yet to check out this resource from Summit Ministries and the Family Research Council. This Bible study will disciple you in worldview, Jesus, identity, and how we ought to live in this world by propelling your faith into action. The study can be done alone, all together as a family, or with a small group. I know several of the people behind these ministries, and they are solid believers. Check out summit.org and click on the resource tab for more information. Now We Live invites and equips Christians to propel faith into action. It's a free worldview Bible study that will spark rich discussions about some of life's most foundational questions. Once again, just go to summit.org and click on the resource tab for more information. Tawa Anderson was raised in a non-religious Canadian family and met Jesus as a senior in high school. He was called to ministry and served as an English pastor in a Chinese church and then was called to academic ministry. He taught philosophy, worldview, and apologetics at Oklahoma Baptist University from 2011 to 2022 and is Associate Professor of Philosophy and Apologetics at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary as of right now. Tawa is a full-time professor, and his writing has involved producing textbooks to use in the classroom. This is the Counterculture Mom Show. I'm your host, Tina Griffin. Happy New Year, everyone. We are diving into the body, mind, soul, and spirit this month, focusing on the soul this week in particular after a spectacular two weeks covering how to get our body and our mind back on track. I'm with Tawa Anderson, Associate Professor of Philosophy and Apologetics. How you doing today? You're down there in Louisiana, was it? We are in New Orleans right now, doing fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Now, I'm always geared towards food. Do you like rice and beans, the spicy business? What's that all called down there? Red beans and rice. And uh, some people call it dirty rice. And yeah, it's really good. Okay, save me some leftovers. I got to figure out how to get my family down there. I, I went there about 15 years ago, and I fell in love with that piano bar you got down there. Patrick's or something like that? Is it still open? I've never been there, so I 
Couldn't tell you. Track them down. I hope COVID didn't kill them because they were just fantastic. Two dual piano players playing at the same time. Very clean environment. You'd love it. You can have your red beans and rice while listening to some jazz or something like that. It'd be pretty cool. You are married uh, to your high school sweetheart, Vanessa. In 1996, you guys tied the knot. You have a married son, a married daughter, and a youngest daughter still at home waiting for a knight in shining armor. Do I got that straight? That's about right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'll try to help you, you know, matchmaker, that kind of thing. Just keep me posted about that. But I'm sure she's in great hands being raised by your family because you are all about worldviews, Christian worldviews, and making sure people can base their thoughts, their actions, their um, worldview on the Bible. So that's critical. What got you interested in worldview and studying worldview? The short answer is James Sire's classic book, The Universe Next Door, which is unparalleled in the worldview uh, world. But secondarily, it was looking at the inconsistent lives of a lot of Christians that I knew where their lifestyle didn't seem to match up with what I thought scripture said. Um, And then third was just questions that I had about how faithful Christians should seek to respond to issue X, you know, things that aren't directly addressed in the Bible. And yet there is, it seems to me, a particularly Christian way to respond to these questions and issues. And so that got me fascinated in the world of worldview. Okay, so are you telling me that if people are doing something opposite of what they're reading in Scripture, it might not be that they're in full rebellion. Could it be that they have a corrupt biblical worldview? Yes, that's precisely what I'm saying. And oftentimes I think it's that they maybe haven't even asked what Scripture says about this area of their life. They're ignorant as to what the Bible has to say, or they haven't processed the biblical principles that apply to the question at hand. Okay, where did you go to college to learn all this? I did my master's degree at Edmonton Baptist Seminary, which is now Taylor Seminary in Edmonton, Alberta, and my PhD is from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Unreal. And when were you like a teenager and all of a sudden you started seeing your rebellious friends around you that said they were Christian and you're like, why is this happening? And then you started digging into the word of God and, and being interested in what worldview is? Well, I became a Christian at 17. I didn't really, ha- I had a lot of good rabble raising friends when I was in high school. But when I became a Christian, part of it was through reading scripture. I'd been invited to church. I'd been given a Bible the first Sunday that I went to church. And they encouraged me to start reading the Gospel of Matthew. And I started reading, and I couldn't get enough of this. It was all brand new. It was all so fascinating. And so then it it did, it bothered me when I met fellow Christians who had grown up in the church and weren't terribly interested in finding what the Bible said. That struck me as very odd. It seemed to me that if Jesus is your Savior, he's also your Lord. You need to know what he says about how we ought to live our lives. Absolutely, and take it serious. I completely agree. And the sad thing is there's a lack of people and pastors and places, schools teaching the truth, and places where a lot of people want to trust in and get knowledge from are teaching corrupt information. So it's really tough today to find the truth. So you became a Christian at 17, left your rebellious friends and prayed for them from, from a distance, went off to college, studied worldview. What is worldview and why does worldview even matter? So worldview, as we define it in the book, is the conceptual lens through which we see, understand, and interpret the world and our place within it. And so it encompasses all of life, right? How we interact with our family, how we work, the kind of job that we have what we do with our recreational time, how we interact with strangers, how we interact with friends, 
So it really impacts the whole of life. And part of the reason that it's so important is that we all have a worldview, but most of us, including me, our worldview develops and we're not even aware of it. So when we start thinking about worldview, we already have a worldview that's fully entrenched in place. And it's just arisen kind of subconsciously influenced by our parents, our peers, our churches, our teachers and others. And so we need to think reflectively about what our worldview is so that we can line it up with scripture. So if we have a corrupt worldview because of our experiences, things that might have happened to us, our parents, a corrupt church, or possibly the opposite, it could be a Christian school gave us some good pieces of knowledge from scripture. You're saying we need to always compare our current worldview with the word of God to make sure we have a biblical solid worldview in Christ. Yes, exactly. So the subtitle of the book is Pursuing God's Perspective in a Pluralistic World, right? That is fantastic. Okay, so I get a, a curveball question for you here this morning. Are you ready for this? Ready for it. The Chosen series. What's your thoughts on it? Did you see it? Do you think it has a biblical, solid worldview that it's teaching? Yeah, excellent question. I'm withholding judgment. So oh, no, come on. Always like that. I always have a little bit of trepidation. Okay. Now, full honesty, my wife and I have seen about the first six or seven episodes. Okay. okay? So we're not even into season two, right? Let alone into season three. I kind of want to wait until the series is complete and I can view it as a whole. One of my fears, and this is maybe just the paranoid in me, right? One of my fears is that it's going to be faithful and biblical and on point for most of the series. And then when everybody is drawn in and biblical Christians are drawn in, it's going to go some kind of wacky off the rails. So again, I'm not saying that I think it is going to do that, but I want to withhold judgment until I see how it treats the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension of Christ. Okay. And I'm going to put my Tina's two cents in so far. We've watched all of them. We binge watched all of them as an entire family with all four of our kids, 14 and under in the last three weeks, because I was invited to go to the Fox theater in Atlanta for the premiere of the season three, first two episodes. And I cried when I watched those. And to me, I'm hoping and praying I have a very strong biblical worldview because I'm constantly looking at information all the time, entertainment, listening to songs and, and analyzing things. So I'm going to make sure that what I'm analyzing is not forming a corrupt thought process in my brain. So I totally hear what you're talking about, but I will tell you so far, judging just the two first series and the first three episodes of series three, we love it. There was a couple of things that might've been a little bit different and off from the woman at the well scene. But other than that, so far, we don't see anything like majorly off, but I completely agree with what you're saying. I also want to mention everybody. Um, there are people that are not happy with some of the actors in the chosen series that are not completely saying scripture things, but I am hoping and praying that the people that are acting out these roles will come to a full, complete life-saving knowledge of Christ or get clarity as they're actually living out these scenes in the chosen series, which can also happen. I'm right there with you. I'm always saying great first three years. What did you guys do? So let's hope and pray they will deserve a Christian Oscar award if they stay on the straight and narrow throughout the whole entire series. I'm, I'm right there with you, Mike. I'm like, please chosen stick with it. Anyway, yeah, comments. And again, we loved the first seven or so episodes that we've seen. I thought they were excellent. Very, very well done. There's artistic license, but there has to be for something like this. And even those choices I thought were wise, were biblically faithful. 
So I'm fully on board with what I have seen thus far. I, I just don't want to get ahead of where it could end up. I absolutely hear you. If we have a strong biblical worldview, then we'll be able to see the discrepancies if there happens to be any, and then we can help tell people, great first two and a half seasons or three seasons, but this is the issue right there. It is a conversation starter. I didn't expect this to go where it is right now, but I think it it's awesome that we're talking about it because so many people are watching it. And I got a wide range of response when I shared some pictures on my Instagram being at the premiere. Many that loved it, some are like, are you kidding me? I will also make this little mention. There are a lot of Mormons surrounding the production of this series and funding it. My thing is, let's just pray everyone who has their hands involved with this project comes to know who Christ is according to the word of God. You rock. Thank you for going there with me today. When we come back after this amazing commercial break by our sponsors, they're the reason why we even have this program on the air. We're going to talk about the top worldview questions that you get from your students right after this. The International Labor Organization recently reported the number of people trafficked globally has risen from 40 million to 50 million in the last five years. Most are women and children bought, sold, or traded into sex trafficking. Rescue One Global, a faith-based nonprofit, answered the call to fight for those enslaved in the U.S., Thailand, and the Philippines. Their mission is to prevent the victimization of at-risk populations, rescue those trapped, and restore survivors through their multiple global recovery initiatives, including providing emergency shelter and residential programs. Rescue One has served nearly 800 survivors from newborn to the elderly and provided over 14,000 therapeutic services because of faithful partners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift, text TINA to 44321. That's TINA to the number 44321. Let's rescue more lives together. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time. For some of the best, most solid resources on biblical worldview for kids, you have to check out Answers in Genesis, Ken Ham. Also, put it on your hit list this year to take your kids to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. It absolutely brings the Bible to life. They will love it. This ministry is totally committed to providing truth for kids of all ages on creation, history, and biblical worldviews. Head over to counterculturemom.com, click on this episode in the show tab at the top of the page, and then you will find the link to Answers in Genesis and all of their excellent content right there at counterculturemom.com. And make sure you get your 10% off your Answers bookstore order with the code AIGCCM10. Once again, that's AIGCCM and the number 10. I'm with Tawa here today talking about worldview. It's so critical. During commercial break, we talked a little bit more about the Chosen series. I just want to say it does, like you just said, 
have people who might never have heard of Jesus or had any interest in knowing who the Lord is, there are souls that are being won as a result of watching this series. So good things are absolutely coming out of it. And my kids said, Mom, it brings the Bible to life. The, the scene with the, did you see the scene with the, the fish where the, they were out in the boat and they had to catch the fish? Yeah. And the boat was practically tipping over. I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally see how that actually happened. Anyway, moving on, worldview. You're a professor. You've had a lot of classrooms full of kids with questions and college students with questions over the years. What are some of the top worldview questions you get from your students? There are so many, and students ask fantastic questions, right? One of the most common is, why does God care who I sleep with? Right? Oh, are you serious? Yep, yep. Wow. So there seems to be an understanding that God does care, but the question is, why does he? You know, why, why is sex so important to God? Uh, isn't it just something physical that we do? And can't we just do it and it doesn't matter who we do it with? So you have a, a room full of college-age students asking these wild questions, raising their hand, which obviously that means everybody around them knows that they're possibly, probably sleeping with somebody. It could be like two rows in front of them. How do you answer those questions in an environment like that? You answer them honestly, right? That uh, our sexuality is something that's deeply important to us as human beings. It's one of the very first things that God declares about Adam and Eve in the garden. Right? For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. That yes. sexuality is so important to who we are as humans. And so it's always been important, and that's why God does care about who we sleep with. And that then can lead into the conversation about the complementarity of the sexes and why same-sex relationships then do not meet that kind of complementarity. It also opens up avenues to talk about the mistaken understandings we have about love in the contemporary world, including in the church, where it's perceived that you know, romantic and sexual love is the only way to love people, which, you know, would really diminish the love that, say, David and Jonathan shared as yes. close friends or that Jesus shared with his disciples. That's so good. I, I wish, too bad you're not closer in Nashville. I wish I could just jump into one of your classrooms. Uh, someday, somehow, when you have a question like that, stop, do FaceTime with me and get me in the mix. I want to see how this all unravels. Okay, you have a chart here that breaks down what a biblical worldview is. Can you go over this and tell us how our worldview actually affects us? We've got on the left-hand side here, the biblical worldview involves values, behavior, culture shaping, and also reflect and adjust. Can you explain what those are? Yeah, so values is the question of what is really important to me. So scripture needs to inform our values, and oftentimes contemporary societal values don't match biblical values. Right. Behavior has to do with the choices that I make, how I live out my life. These are do's and don'ts, but it's so much more than do's and don'ts. Some of it is about attitude and intention as well. Culture shaping, we're asking the question, what impact am I making on the world around me? All of us have spheres of influence, friends, peers, co-workers, family, and we're asked to make a positive biblical impact. This is the Great Commission, right? Therefore, go make disciples baptizing and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. So we need to impact the culture around us. And finally, reflect and adjust. And this is a core part of the importance for me as a philosopher, is aligning my worldview with scripture, constantly reflecting, analyzing my perspective, my values, my behavior, my impact, to ensure that I am getting ever closer to God's perspective on the world. 
So let's say people tune in right now, or even myself, I got to reflect on what you just said, because there's a lot here, but I love it. It's also very simple. I mean, scripture is simple. And a lot of times Satan tries to make it look like rules and regulations. There's 7,000 things you got to abide by. Why even follow it? It's not even true. I mean, all those doubts he puts in our head, but really it's simple. So if someone's watching this right now and they're like, man, my behavior does not line up with the word of God, but I, I thought I had a biblical worldview. What could they do to get their life back on track in the new year here so they can be used by God mightily teaching a biblical worldview to everyone they meet? Well, I think they've already made the first step, recognizing that, okay, I thought I had this in line, but it turns out it wasn't. Recognizing that is the first step, right? It's hard. This is a different analogy, but it's hard to save someone who doesn't realize they're lost. It's hard to fix an aspect of your life or your worldview if you don't know that it's off point. So that first step of recognizing that their lifestyle or their attitude or their values is misaligned is the important first step. And once you have that, then it's a matter of being committed to bringing it into alignment with Christ, which is not always as easy as it sounds. Easy to say, not quite so easy to do. Absolutely. Well, you're going to crack the whip for us on how to do this worldview business, Christian worldview, right after this word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to start a charity or ministry? Launching a nonprofit can be time-consuming, expensive, and overwhelming. If you have a vision and mission, but don't know where to start or how to raise donations, Capstone Legacy Foundation is your solution. Their ministry charity project allows you to receive tax-free donations without the expense and hassle of forming your own 501c3 and in less than 48 hours. This ministry partnership fund is exactly how Counterculture Ministries got its start, and we grew quickly. Capstone Legacy Foundation handles all your legal and accounting paperwork, allowing you time to develop the ministry and message God gave you. Call Capstone today at 610-688-8890 or check out capstonelegacy.org for more information. And tell them Tina sent you. Partner with Capstone Legacy Foundation to transform our culture for Christ and get your nonprofit started today. The public education system is a burning building, but our children don't have to be trapped in the flames of anti-God, anti-American, and anti-freedom agendas. Rescue your children today. My Father's World can help. With a Bible-centered, complete curriculum for preschool through high school, My Father's World returns the focus to God, family, community, and patriotism. Join the nearly 250,000 families who have already escaped public education through homeschooling. My Father's World can also help you bring real education reform to your community with a micro-school or Christian school. Visit mfwbooks.com slash Fortina or scan the QR code for more information and get your special offer. That's mfwbooks.com forward slash the number four Tina. For homeschool, micro-school, and preschool, My Father's World is your solution. All right, you can't leave me hanging here. How can we analyze worldviews and why is worldview analysis important? So let me tackle the second question first. Why is it important, right? It's important for ourselves and it's also important externally, right? So I always say worldview analysis needs to begin at home and it needs to begin at home because honestly, uh, most of us aren't trained to live reflectively. We're not trained to analyze the way that we think and the way that we live to ensure that it is consistent with what we say we believe. And so it's pursuing that consistency in our lives that makes worldview analysis important. Externally, 
It's also important to be able to understand and analyze the worldviews that other people around us have. Once you get down to the worldview level, you're at the kind of core commitments that a person has. And oftentimes, that's going to be the source of whatever surface level disagreements or lack of coming to crisis somebody has, right? Understanding those deep issues so that you can address those worldview issues first and then move on to try to introduce them to the cross. So that's why it's important. I think it's just absolutely central. Gosh. Okay. So I have another quick question for you. Let's say someone is a believer, they are saved, but they have a corrupt worldview and they keep doing the same thing that they don't want to be doing. And it's driving them crazy. I mean, all of us honestly probably have one thing we can think of right now. How do we cut that beast off at the root and get that corrupt chunk of a non-Christian biblical worldview out of our Christian worldview? That's about the power of the Holy Spirit within us, right? We, we have not attained this. I love Philippians 3. I, I don't have it ready at hand, but Philippians 3 where Paul says, yeah, I, I'm not there yet. I haven't yet been made perfect or complete. But one thing I do, right, leaving behind the past and straining, striving towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal for which Christ has called me heavenward. Okay, you have to grab Tawa's book, An Introduction to Christian Worldview, Pursuing God's Perspective in a Pluralistic World. And then you have another book, Why Believe, Christian Apologetics for a Skeptical Age. I love the title of that because it's exactly where we're at. Tawa, take it easy. Send me some red beans and rice when you get a minute up here to Nashville. I will mow down. Hope to see you sooner than later. Check out Patrick's Piano Bar. You'll love it. I will do that. And thank you very much for what you do and the way that you are seeking to impact our world. I appreciate you and your ministry. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 